and then next thing I feel is just like burning sensation in my eyes and then I realize they're tear gassing the shit out of all of us. This is Bumblejack. Fasten your seatbelts because we're about to take off. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. The moments for those who... Good morning, good day, and good evening, and good night. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, and whatever you're doing, welcome to Bonvojac. Welcome, bienvenidos, benvenuti, bienvenue, welkommen, ahlan wa sahlan, and dobro pojalovat. God, I hope I pronounced the Russian correctly, but if I didn't, please write me an angry email and I won't reply. Welcome anyways to Bon Voyage, which is, the name is a play on Bon Voyage, which is linked to traveling. I hope everyone kind of understood that. If you didn't, I probably overestimated you. This blog is all, this blog, <laughs> this podcast, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. This podcast is all about traveling and it's all about really understanding why people travel and why they want to go traveling. And once they have gone traveling, what do they discover? What do they discover in their surroundings? What do they discover about themselves? What people did they meet? Did they change? Did they break down stereotypes? Did they have an ideological discussion, political discussion? Did they understand more cultures? Did they become more open-minded? I really want to understand what happens once people travel. The concept of this podcast is each episode to invite a special guest um, where we just sit and discuss their travels. We compare stories. We, ta- we tell each other everything that's happened when it comes to our travels, our crazy memories, things we'd rather forget, things we can't forget, and things we really always want to remember. For this episode, I've invited Chloe Lilo to join us and tell us her stories about her fantastic voyages to Morocco, to Peru, and to Thailand. I mean, she's traveled a lot, she's probably traveled more than Jesus when he was walking the desert but this is really someone who has a fascination of traveling and she's done a lot of different things traveling she's gone there for work she's been traveling for protests for revolutionary initiatives and she will be telling us all about it and you'll be hearing some very intriguing yet terrifying yet magnificent stories about how she survived it all and how she's still standing on her two feet so welcome Chloe She's beauty, she's grace, she loves a burrito in her face. It's Chloe Lilo! Hi. <laughs> hey, darling dear. So, you're a very close friend of mine. I've known you for years, centuries, and since beyond. Since beyond. Um, I love having you here. Thank um, you. And I, I love can't wait here. to hear all about it. So, I know you have been to Morocco, I know you've been to Thailand, I know you've been to Peru, I mean, you've pretty much traveled the whole world. Um, So please give us some gossip. Let's start with Peru. Tell us about the time you got arrested, girl. (laughs) Okay, so I work within an organization called the YMCA, and so we participated in something called COP, which is the Conference of the Parties, which is where they negotiate the climate agreements. The YMCA is the biggest and oldest youth organization and yeah we work to activate youth and I was privileged to be a part of a camp as a child that is within the YMCA and it just made me grow within the organization through leaderships 
programs and traveling abroad doing exchanges and then engaging in the environment and I as a young person at the time 2014 I was like 19 maybe you're still a young person you're 20 yeah, yeah. turning 24 yeah, exactly so. yeah so yeah um but to be able to be 19 and participate during a UN conference is pretty huge I think or I felt that way at least so it was my first one and I was really nervous and we we're going to Peru but I still feel felt like a little bit secure because my parents are from Chile so obviously I speak Spanish however we were there and during the conference you always want to engage the civil society which is obviously what I enjoy and care about so we every time the the UN lets the country or the place where you're at host a demonstration so you peacefully can advocate and lobby for whatever you want and obviously we participated uh, but in Peru you're not allowed to demonstrate uh, about everything uh, whenever you want so during that day when we were allowed to do it a lot of locals took you know the opportunity to speak their minds about you know this and that which is understandable however I mean okay so disclaimer I'm not against civil disobedience but in this case I thought that it was not needed but I understand frustration I mean obviously I have the right to vote because of suffragettes and other women that hasn't you know obeyed the law because the law said we weren't worth shit you know mm. um, but yeah so we were at the demonstration where they're walking you know talking you know advocating for the climate just enjoying our best lives I was wearing like a green t-shirt and I had like gray bands and I had like painted like, flowers and stuff like to advocate for the environment you looked bougie in mm, other words I looked like a tree hugger oh I love a good tree hugger yes but I smelled nice vegan <laughs> <laughs> vegan <laughs> exactly and then every time we hit you know a red light or whatever we would create a chain so obviously the cars would stop so you're you're protesting in Peru for environmental change yes and you're wearing a green top. I mean, you are on brand. Exactly. Stylist for yes. the superstar. I was fitting their stereotype. Fantastic. Exactly. I was playing the part. You were playing the part and acting the role. Exactly. Mmm. Meryl Streep, she's coming for your Oscars. But instead of, you know, getting an award like an Oscar or something, something else happened. Uh-oh. Please enlighten us. <laughs> So we're walking and we're coming to this, you know, end and I we remembered that one of the hotels, I'm not going to mention any name, but it was the Hilton, <laughs> <laughs> they were hosting a meeting at the same time. Once again, I'm not going to mention any name, you know, the bad guys in the environment like Shell. Um, the Voldemorts of the world. Exactly. Like, get wrecked. <laughs> no. But we were... They were having this meeting, right? So we're walking and everybody's like looking at them with shade. But obviously, like people are, you know, respecting that that's occurring and we're just changing our route so it won't disturb the meeting. However, I look back as I'm one of the people in the change and I look back and I just see so many people like all dressed in black coming with, you know, fire guns and like screaming and I'm just like, shit. It's about to go down. It's about to go down. And then I look to my left and I just see at least like 
25 police horses. Like horses with police on. What if they were like police were like, excuse me, miss. Excuse me, miss. Like, Where's horse? your driver's permit? I'm a horse. What do you mean, bitch? <laughs> There's cars and there's like, you know, people on the like on ground that is walking with shield is creating this huge wall in between us and then obviously the other demonstrators to block off and also block off the entrance of this hotel. So you're surrounded basically. Yeah. So the hotel didn't do much, but you know, Hilton, she's talking to you. <laughs> Paris, she's still alive. <laughs> Anyway, and I realized I'm on the other side. I'm on the wrong side, and I'm trying to talk to these policemen with like shields. I'm like, hello, like hold on, like, excuse me. And I'm just a tree hugger. Please let me pass. Signori, <laughs> no. And obviously, after a while, I understood like shit. This is they're not listening to me. And I'm like panicking because obviously like Spanish is not my mother tongue and when I get, and neither is English, but when I get under pressure, obviously I want to speak something or communicate in a way that I feel comfortable and obviously English, since I went to English school, like in high school, feels more secure than Spanish. And they didn't listen to me and like what felt like an hour, I pr- it was probably like five minutes, but like I was standing there like discussing, trying to talk to them and they're like, literally like robots like not paying attention to people like fighting the police around me there's like you know like firebombs like i'm just like what is happening and i just see like people running on the other side and i'm like realizing like all these you know they're dressed in black and they're like protected and they're ready and i'm just standing there with my ray-bans and my green shirt being like what is happening (laughs) and then all of a sudden like i just feel that i have a hard time to breathe yeah and my eyes feels like somebody is like punching a knife in my eyes. And that's like when I realized like fuck, they're tear gassing the shit out of us. <laughs> and then I don't remember more. I remember like getting beaten in the stomach so I fell down to the ground and whatever. I don't remember much. I was just like gone. The next memory I have is when I'm standing against this unknown Hilton Hotel. <laughs> this hotel with handcuffs and they're like we're on like a line and I'm just like, looking to the left and I'm just like so misplaced but I'm just like well my life isn't more important than theirs but it was still the sensation of like fuck why does this happen to me like it's so me yeah um, it, like that time I got robbed in Chile with a machete we can talk about that later you got robbed with a machete yeah I'm starting to think you like provoke these things to happen to you on Craigslist oh, please Craig. drop me out this I want good stars for my friend but it must be I mean it must be terrifying because you're there for what an environmental protest you're in your head thinking you're doing a fantastic thing and then all of a sudden you get pepper spray you get like beaten down you have handcuffs on I mean did you not cry or scream or that's actually a really good question because I the second I realized that okay I'm in this position until they were gonna visit like uh, do the um, visitation on you know uh, like shake my per- my belongings and stuff I was laughing non-stop like hysterically 
Like, my family and I are, like, people that laugh in church when somebody dies so we can't hurt themselves. It's for it's a way for you guys to kind of get over the Yeah, like, I get nerve. nervous, uh-huh. so I laugh. And I laugh so loud. They must have thought you were such a bohemian, like, No, they must have thought I was like... on the worst drugs and living my best life. And was like, this is, like, apocalypse. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, anyway, they start visiting. And they got so provoked that probably that way, way they beat me. But, like, I was just like... <laughs> This is not happening, you know, like laughing, but nervously because I was uncomfortable. Anyway, they started visiting me. They find my badges, they find my Swedish like passport, and then they bring up my phone, and I see my new phone is shattered. And then this bitch started crying. And then eventually they found out that I was Swedish and they called the embassy and blah, blah, blah. And it was fine. I don't think my organization knows this, but yeah. So that happened in Peru, Lima. In Peru. And when I was there the first time, I when I was doing volunteer work in Ecuador, where I was on my way home, they would not let me through the pass control because they thought my passport was fake. So I had to be sitting there in a fucking pink one piece tired as fuck because looking like teletubbies looking like an idiot (laughs) for three hours and they were like no this is fake and i'm like what is like i don't even speak like i'm leaving your country i'm not staying like (laughs) let me leave and they were so but they just yeah they wanted to be bribed and i was like fuck that i mean i feel that a lot as well because we both are swedish nationals um, like Sweden, you know, we're Swedish citizens holders or citizenship holders. Yeah, and we're and born all, here. And we're born here, but we don't necessarily look Swedish. No. So when we go abroad and we travel, we get a lot of kind of suspicion, especially me. Like I'm a young guy with like a Middle Eastern, you know, aesthetic. <laughs> so like, you know, when they see me kind of coming up with a passport of Swedish, they're like, really? Like, are they you always here? think I have something up my butt, honestly. They don't try to smuggle drugs. <laughs> No judging for Latinas, but yeah, it's a big like, yeah. I mean, I think the, the the funny thing is when you travel, you kind of break down stereotypes, right? But then you have these yeah. people that just sit by the borders. Randomly selected. Right, and then you just have these people that sit by the borders and they literally only play on stereotypes, which is horrible. Because I think that's what they're taught. I feel like for me, like Swedish passport is one of the s- safest and best passports relating to traveling. So we get almost access to all countries and, you know, like the embassy is pretty supportive, blah, blah. However, I feel like when I'm traveling, I I don't feel Swedish sometimes because a lot of the things that, you know, thrives me to travel, to experience culture and all those things is due to my, my, my ethnicity, my background, because I see... And experience so much of that culture in my, you know, family and habits and how it was raised. Yeah, and I feel like the Swedish, like, we haven't had immigration so long. So we're very, like, you know, introvert. We don't have so much culture in the sense of, like, traditions and family and values. Girl, you are going to get dragged on flashback. I don't care. <laughs> you always don't come at me, bro. No, okay, but thank you so much for telling us the story about proverb. And thank you for sharing your sentiments as well but i want to hear more about this amazing trip you took when you went to morocco um i was in morocco recently and i loved it but i can imagine it being very different 
for you as a female as well. So, I mean, it would be nice if you could tell me how you got to Morocco, what you did in Morocco, and what kind of happened there. So, back at it again with the UN conference. I was going there 2016. You are a busy, busy woman. <laughs> I'm a dangerous woman. Also, I have a question. Yeah. You said you worked for YMCA. Yeah. Now, I know there's a very popular song called YMCA. Yeah. Is there any correlation there? Yeah, it's about us. It's about you and Peru on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the YMCA, when they're singing, it, they're talking about the YMCA, if you think about the lyrics. So the YMCA, okay, fast course the YMCA. YMCA was um, created by a guy named George William in England a long ass time ago. <laughs> I don't know exact dates. And it was because during that time, there was a lot of like, you know, young men that didn't have education or money that were just like drive like hanging around and drinking alcohol and not doing anything productive with their life a lot of criminality a lot of abuse a lot of you know homelessness all those things so he combined religion and activating young people so he created a center where you could go to bible studies and also like train and work out and how to do a, like resume and get jobs and yeah that's how it started so the ymca which they sing in the song is about you can come there and hang out and oh, okay. all the different types and we uh, actually created basketball and volleyball i can't believe you're the founder of basketball you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome Stephen no, Curry. so yeah so i mean obviously that is a very like in the gay community a very big song mm -hmm. and, and yeah because it's always being played a pride yeah but it's actually, yeah, not about that. But because there were like four or five guys dancing in like costume and being very like femme, mm -hmm. it became this huge like relatable thing at the time when the YMCA song came out. So yeah, it's really cool. So going back to Morocco, tell me, how yeah. did you got there? Who did you go with? What did you do? What happened? Give us the summarized, the yet intriguing version. Okay, so my crazy-ass friend, Vintar, that we both know, who loves nature. No, he's one of my, honestly, really close friend of mine, but a huge activist and inspirational person who is the, you know, epitome of travelers. Epitome? Look at you using big words. Do you have a day of the, a word of the day app? Allegedly, I do. Alleged, another good word. <laughs> Look at you. Come through, SATs. Exactly. No, so Harvard, I'm coming for you. No, so he's one of my closest friends anyway, and he's a huge advocate for the environment. Back at it again with the environment. So we were going to the climate conference again in Marrakesh, Morocco, and he just felt like it's so hypocritical that we advocate for the climate and one of the biggest except like obviously the meat industry is flying um so he suggested one drunken night that we should not fly but still go there and i was like okay so we traveled there by bus from stockholm train yes to morocco yes and boat <laughs> took four days it was, but that didn't all of the different means of transport that you did for four days just kind of accumulate the same emission as four hours on a plane? No. No, okay. 
And also because you can have more people there than on the train. I don't know. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> I didn't do the booking. Okay. <laughs> no, so it was really interesting, the journey there. But I think the most for me, like, become, like Morocco is amazing. Obviously, we've been traveling for days. We're tired. We're on the boat from Spain over to the border to Morocco. And I'm really excited and we like meet get meted with this tropical heat and you know the smells and the language and like going from Spain that I obviously know and it's European and I understand Spanish coming to this like whole new ambiance of like you know different you know people, different like how they dress and how they speak and how it smells, all those things coming to the dock and like people like, you know, having you know, all the goods that we're gonna shake, change and stuff. It was really like a huge, like, shock for me, but like in a good way. So, from Spain to Morocco, how did you get? Did you do the Boat. ferry to yeah. Tanger? Yeah. Because I did, I did, we did the exact same yeah. thing then, yeah. So, you felt that, did you? Oh, 100%. Because South Spain, I've been there a lot. Like, it, it feels familiar, you know, mm. you know you're in the EU, but then you kind of take the cruise over, all of a sudden you're in Africa, and it's like, yeah. as you said, I mean, it's just crazy how different everything is like 55 minutes on a boat mm -hmm. true then we were gonna take the train from Tangier to Marrakesh that's 11 hours 11 hours in the heat in the heat girl girl <laughs> air conditioning obviously a disclaimer I obviously am a person that advocates for Equality, human rights, and all those things. I would, you know, place myself in a category that I'm really like uh, advocate and almost activist in so many ways. However, for me, it's really important to also consider that when you're visiting another country, you're a guest there. I would never see injustice and not do anything, but there's also a time and place, and there's also the f the fact that you have to pick your fights. So for me walking in challenging clothes or even like showing my shoulders or you know have a sh sh short skirt or whatever it's not worth it for me to make a statement that i'm a woman and i own my own body type of thing because i want to be respectful to the culture even if i can see some problematics with you know like you know all things in life and all different cultures you know that you as a considered woke person might think is problematic it's not my place to say because I also have to respect how they think and how they resonate within what they believe in. So for me, I, I was prepared knowing that, I mean, I'm a woman and that I had to dress a certain way and stuff. And that was fine. It was hot as hell. But like, if they can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. But that what shocked me was when I got on this plane, uh, this, plane this uh, train, there was a lot of university students that was going to Marrakesh as well. And Vindar, my guy, male friend, who uh, has, you know, uh, a mother that is from uh, Kurdistan. Uh, he has a little bit of like this Arabic, you know, uh, appearance. So they were very fast to approach him and he's very approachable and he speaks French and he's, you know, he's a world traveler. So he doesn't have a problem, you know, making conversation, you know, small talk. But when I realized that this whole train trip nobody would speak to me because I'm a woman it was so odd and like Vinda tried several times like 
include me in the conversation. And if I, if I would say something, they would look at me like, I was an idiot. Like, what are you doing? And and I didn't feel like they did in like in a condescending way. It wasn't like, woman, don't speak. Like that type of way. It was just like, wow, there's a woman that is speaking and she doesn't care. Like, wh- what is this? Like, what? You know, confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nobody broke it. Like, it wasn't like, like when I remember when we went off and I said, bye. One of the guys looked me in the eye and he said, bye. And then all the guys were like, bye. And for them, it was like this biggest thing. Like, okay, we said bye to a, like an un- un- unknown woman that was like, promiscuous with a dress or whatever mm-hmm. they thought but like yeah and, and and I mean some would be like so provoked like how do you feel like being shut down for 11 hours with someone like obviously I feel very uncomfortable because I've never been in a position where it's so visual that just because my gender I can't speak mm-hmm. I've had a situation where people don't listen to me because I'm a woman or because I'm young or because I'm like not white like all those things, but that it was like so noticeable that like okay, we're we're in this situation and like I'm not included because of my gender. But I mean, like overall, the trip was really nice. I did get in a fight at a, a market, but that's like you got into a fight at the souk. Yeah, but I also I want to like <laughs> I want to make sure that like. I'm not bashing cultures and like they're like savages. No, I don't think you're bashing. I mean, you're speaking very sensitively about it. You know, yeah. you said you, you're coming there. You're not saying, you know, it should be like this. You're like coming there, as you said, a guest and you're a, kind of understanding that that's their customs. That's how it works. Yeah, and I also want to like, like emphasize that there's nothing bad with that. I have learned so much from differences and I've learned so much about my own values and what I believe in and what I care about and and also I've learned so much from other cultures I think that my biggest thing about you know like loving yourself and embodying yourself and your family is from other cultures because they have that so deep within how they live their lives Mm. that I mean that's something I brought back to my life that I didn't have before and especially when I told you the other day about my trip to Tanzania, to Africa, um, where, you know, bigger women, because I am plus size, um, are, you know, the norm. That's what's considered beautiful. Um, and for me to go there, I mean, I don't appreciate it be catcalled, but for me to, you know, be what's considered beautiful, it's nice because it gives you perspective that, you know, Living and growing up in a like white society where the norm is that you look like a stick, which is also beautiful, but to constantly be reminded that what you look like is abnormal or not good enough, and coming to a place where like there's civilization, like everything is just like the same, like where I come from, but mm-hmm. they just have logical reasons why my body looks beautiful because it means I have money because I can feed myself, right, and that's considered beautiful. I think I think it's really important to remember that and even, here it's like unhealthy right I, I I think it's really important to remember that you can only learn by kind of experiencing new things and when there's differences it means that there's something that isn't aligned to what you are used to and then that difference is something new and then you learn from it yeah so exactly what you were saying yeah um, could we quickly go into Thailand as well 
That was so recently. That was like two weeks ago. So you were in Thailand. Yeah. And what were you doing? Were you helping boys from caves? <laughs> no, but they got saved when we were there. Everybody was so happy. Perfect. Yeah. Did you manage to... Were you in the area? Or were, what were you... Uh, we were in Chiang Mai, mm-hmm. actually. So we were following that, obviously, very intensely. Uh, but um, yeah, I've been to Thailand two times, both with my job. I have a life, I swear. No, so the first time, really briefly, I was there because... The YMCA is Young Men's Christian Association, but there's also the biggest, like the oldest woman organization is the YWCA, which is Women's Young yeah, Christian mm-hmm. Association. Um, and we were there when they had the World Council, which is when you meet every fourth year, decide a new board, a new general secretary, you vote on things and yeah, everybody meets. And when I was there, um, with the women association it was like 700 women from all over the world and in Sweden we work a lot with like girl groups and camps and sports and that's important but we don't have so much big social issues in Sweden as other countries we do and we work with them like you know the whole like you know when young kids come here alone we take care of them and we make sure like there's you know we advocate for LGBTQI rights whatever but they work with like HIV against, you know, child marriage. They work against, you know, sexual reproductive health. They work with, you know, youth homelessness within the LGBTQ community. They work with so much heavier things. Mm. That I, for think, me, I think that's the right word, heavier. Heavier. It's so heavy. And for me to be there and feel like shit was so good for me. Because I needed to see and hear and understand because it makes you grow and it makes you want to change. And we can't do and everything, but we can do something. And to know that I'm a part of something that does something that good and that there's young people all over the world, you know, trying to make change, even though some people have like presidents that suck or some people live. In <coughs> Trump. <laughs> some people live in dictatorship. Putin and chucking China and every other side, North Korea. Or like people that can't, you know, have ownership over their own bodies. Like, you know, El Salvador, where you can't do an abortion. Mm-hmm. Or like in Sweden, where they're trying to change, so we have to minimize the weeks, even though you've been like, you know, raped or whatever. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was really empowering. But my latest trip was for the men's World Council. So it's not exclusively for men, but men you know, the YMCA. And I was there because I'm doing this program called the Change Agent Program, where you go two years as a leadership program with different, you know, delegates from all over the world. And we were there, and it was really interesting to see how so many people on a, you know, staff member level, but so much people that work, you know, totally for free, volunteer-based, and you know, trying to make change. And I got so much food poisoning that I was food, you know, I was sick the whole time. I remember your Snapchats. They were sweaty. And poopy. Once, one day, because I did, ha- one day I had to stay in because I was so bad. And I counted because that was the only thing I got to do that day. Guess how many times I, I pooped. Not like you go and you can't poop, but like pooped. I don't know, like three, four? 27 times. 27 visits to the bathroom. I was going for 30 and I failed. <laughs> Next year. So, Shay, no stay. So, so, a bit of quick questions then. 
if um, anyone listening wants to get involved with, you know, working for environmental studies or joining YMCA, where can you do it? How can you do it? Whatever you feel like you're interested in, Google it and start locally. There's always grassroots or grassroots organization, which is like there locally that needs your help. Like whether it's like working at a shelter and serving food for homeless people or participate, like if you're older, hosting like a girl group and talk or if you're a guy, talk about how to talk about your emotions or if you're good at a sport, participate as a coach or you care about the environment, once a month go and clean garbage in your local community. There's so much to do. Be the change you want to see. In the world. In the globe. And if you want to participate in the YMCA, just Google YMCA. We're in like so many countries. We're the biggest. So, Or there's so many other organizations that are great. Just research what you feel is important and you'll find your way home. And go for it. So what's your um, next dream destination? So I'm actually going with my dear friend Thomas. And we're going to travel to South America this, this end of the year. Oh, very nice. So my mom is moving. Are you planning on getting arrested again? No, but I plan to get Thomas arrested. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is the first time as an adult I'm going to be traveling in South America just to travel. And I'm really excited for that because, yeah, it's not work. It's just me. It's just you taking a chill pill and relaxing. You know what I've always wanted to do in South America? I mean, check out. Machu Picchu. No, I mean, everyone does Machu Picchu, of course I want to see it, but I think a lot of um, people go to South America and they go to one country and then they're like, okay, I've been to South America, mm. check. Like, I want to go to South America for like months, at least I want to go for like minimum two months, yeah. just discover all the different like cultures, indigenous cultures, like, yeah, it's ma- mainly, you know, Spanish and Portuguese, but there's so many variations, there's so many indigenous languages as I, well. I, I don't dare to say it, but I would say Latin America... And like, we're so diverse. We're so diverse because, I mean, okay, all places are diverse, but in the sense of like, every country is so unique to themselves. And then like, from Brazil to Chile to like, Guatemala to Ecuador to like, you know, Panama to like, they're all very different and they're all so old. Mm-hmm. Our, our civilizations are so old which is so cool because we have so much diversity, but we also have so much history. Mm. And we're, you're not taught that in school. So for me to explore my, you know, inherit it and share that with somebody that is like not familiar to the culture at all. And I think it's going to be so rewarding to, you know, get to know that and explore and see places and learn and eat good food and meet people and hear stories and... I will be back to this podcast and tell you all about it. You'll be back, 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 back again. Okay, but I want to say thank you so, so, so much. Thank you for telling us about your adventures in Peru, your adventures in Morocco, and your adventures in Thailand. Um, I've enjoyed this thoroughly, and I'm sure you will be back very soon telling us about another arrest. (laughs) (laughs) And um, if people want to follow your vacations or follow you on social media, where can they do so? And what's your username? Instagram, Chloe Lilo. It's big. It's going to be in the link down in the description. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast because it's fabulous. Thank you. And don't forget to give us five stars. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but... Five. Cinco de Mayo, bitch. Cinco de Mayo. Bye-bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for having me. Mwah.